the Ticats Audio Network. This is Speaking with the Enemy. Just over 30 minutes remaining before kickoff between the Tiger Cats and Alouettes at Tim Hortons Field on the Journey Rewards Tiger Cats pregame show. I'm Bubba O'Neill. This is Fanny, Andy Fantus, and it's time for our Speaking with the Enemy segment, courtesy of Red Tag. It's Christmas in July, folks. Visit redtag.ca to secure your spot on the beach for your fall or winter vacation with amazing deals right now. Now, with us in the booth from TSN Montreal 690, Sean Campbell. Sean, thanks for checking in. Uh, no problem. Big game tonight. Yeah, it is a big one. You know what? He's now one and one as a head coach. Uh, has there been a Danny Machocha effect? And uh, you know what? I'll throw it to you immediately. Is there any fear that former head coach and Ty Cats consultant Kahari Jones could expose some weaknesses in the Alouettes club? Yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, little uh, tidbit to keep an eye on. Actually, just just saw Kahari uh, coming in. I hopped in my Uber, looked in. There's Kahari waiting in his, his car to come to the game. So I'm curious how much input he's had, and I'm I'm, I'm sure the Hamilton Ty cats want to get as much information that they want uh the play calling has been a little bit different with anthony calville calling the plays now uh the offense hasn't been completely turned around and you know that kahari knows these players very well so it'll be interesting to see what uh what happens the the danny machocho effect that you were talking about i think we've seen a more aggressive alouette's offense and maybe that's an an Anthony Calvillo thing too now that he's calling the plays but we've seen them go it on, go for it on third down a little bit more they they've had the onside kick uh, they really want to push the envelope more so than maybe Kahari was doing before from a player's perspective I would think that if your coach uh, your boss kind of gets let go early in the season you might take that a little bit personally uh, you think that they're they have an edge to them because because of that fact it's it's kind of a unique dynamic having having a turnaround when when really the season was still up for grabs especially in the east um but do you think that the you know the players would take that to heart because they you know they weren't doing their job but so their boss kind of got let go yeah it's, it's very possible that the players think that way i think the players also realize that their record wasn't as good as they think that they should be and i think it's the same thing you could look in the entire division in the east from the Red Blacks, who are still looking for that first win. Uh, here in Hamilton, one win for the Hamilton Ticats, you know, two for the Alouettes. Um, maybe the Argos are where they need to be or where they thought they were going to be, but I think a lot of teams feel that way, and the change was probably a little bit of a shock. Oh, okay, yeah, we should be better. And I think for the players, the change was really about discipline. And under Kahari Jones... A lot was let go, and it was talk about players being maybe a little bit late to a meeting or the discipline on the field, the extra 15 yards after the play was concluded. Uh, the penalties the next week, the first week with Danny Machocha were still high, but they were football penalties. So that's what they took. They were a little bit lower again last week against the, the Ottawa Red Blacks. So I think Danny Machocha wanted to really instill a, lot, a discipline. And for the players at practice, from, from what I heard, that they – a lot of these players felt they had to prove themselves to somebody new. They're proving themselves to their general manager, who's now the head coach, but they felt that they had to prove themselves again, which I think that's where their mindset is. Was the change at the head coach inevitable when Danny Machocha, excuse me, when Danny Machocha came in? Uh, was the, the leash so short that it was bound to happen sooner or later, or, or was this, uh, you know, not the, not the case? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. Because the moment Danny Machocha was hired, it was like, oh, well, who's he going to bring in as his head coach? When's he going to call Noel Thorpe? <laughs> you know, you know that that relationship is strong, and it's been there. And 
Yeah, you want to have your guys, yeah, right? Yeah, when you come everybody. in as a GM, you want to yeah. have your guys and because uh, at the end of the day, you're responsible yeah. for the success of the team. So it makes sense, right? Yeah. And Kahari was there already, but Kahari, Kahari was doing well. And then when Danny came in, he did well again. And I, I don't think that there's really any animosity between Danny Machocha and Kahari Jones. Just Danny Machocha saw it was his last year of his contract. The team was underperforming. It's a perfect way. If I'm going to make the change, let's do it at the bye week. Danny Machocha is a football coach at heart. It's, this is completely different. I've said this before. Jim Pop used to come down as the GM and then become the head coach. He was a manager of football coaches. He was not a coach. Danny Machocha is a football coach. You know, I've, I've sat down and talked. He is a football coach in his heart. And, yes, he does some general managing. Uh, so I think it was a little bit easier when he's watching football games going, well, I would do this, I would do that. All right. He goes, the owner, can I make this move? So, yeah, maybe it was going to happen all the time. But I think Kahari Jones proved a lot with what he could do with the Alouettes. And this, you saw it was a week later. He got picked up by the Ticats. If there's a coaching availability. I was listening on the way home from the Red Blacks game. Uh, back from Montreal, we drove back, and I was listening to uh, a little bit of, you know, the Red Blacks radio, and they were talking about, well, if we get rid of Paul Police, we should call Kahari Jones. I think any opening now, teams will call Kahari Jones. That's how, how much he's proved himself with the Alouettes. When you take a look at that offense, and normally when you lose a guy like William Standback, there's certainly a lot of doom and gloom mm -hmm. in terms of that position, but that certainly has not been the case this year. It's, it's different. You know, uh, Antwi's done a solid job. He's got a lot of yards, but he's had two huge runs, a 79-yard run and a 59-yard run. Uh, and he didn't get the start a couple weeks ago with Walter Fletcher coming in, who's, who's been pretty good. Different kind of running backs, both of them. Where the running back with, where the, where the running game has changed without Will Standback and is that third quarter. If the Owls were within a seven-point score of the opposition, if they were leading or trailing, they would never abandon the run with Standback in the third quarter. How many teams abandon the run so early in a football game because they're trailing? Even when the Owls had the lead, you have the, the run game, Standback, six yards, six yards, eight yards, four yards, eight yards. There's your drive, and there's four and a half minutes. They don't have that anymore with Antwi and Fletcher. They try, and then it fails, and then they start passing. And you saw how, how often Trevor Harris passed last week. So I think that's the biggest problem, not having standback, is in the third and early fourth quarter, relying on that run game to kill the clock or to take control of the game. Well, that's a great point, Sean. Uh, Standback's one key injury. And, uh, there's a few others on the team, Chris Aki, uh, notably. Um, what, what, right now, where the Montreal Alouettes are, where is their strengths on that team, and where are th where would you say are rooms for improvement or their weaknesses? Uh, well, I think that you mentioned Chris Aki. Not that they haven't been doing a good job. Brian Harrell-Amana came in. Uh, now you're going to see Tyrese Beverett. He's kind of been at the will, the sand, the middle. He's been all over the place. He'll get the start today. Tyrell Richards, the rookie, he just got put on the sixth game, and he was filling in. So, yeah, it's been a rough start injury-wise, at the linebacking core. And it's not that they haven't done a good job filling the void, but you know in this game you need experienced linebackers. So they just got a Darius Pickett. That's uh, going to help them at that position. But as their strength goes, and you probably want to see it you know, improve, is their receiving core. Their receiving core is strong. You look at these players, but it still needs to be better. Uh, you, I, I was looking at it, 47 targets for Eugene Lewis but he doesn't have 30 catches yet. 
That's, you know, he, he gets targeted. Uh, Reggie White Jr. has been really solid. Jake Winicky's targets and catches are way down. He was bothered with an injury uh, for the first couple of weeks. It seems that last week he, it was his first real stride, second down catches. So, But if you have Winicky White Jr. and I think that you have uh, Eugene Lewis, I think yeah. that those, those are your strengths. But they need to be a little bit better. Mayala and Phil Pot have done a really good job too. You always hold yourself to high standard, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, Eugene Lewis is one of those uh, stars in this league that's kind of been flying under the radar yet um, could, could potentially be, you know, an all-star in this league. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he wants to pick it up as well. What, what, is it, what is the Alouettes worried about? The t what are they worried about with the Ticats going into this game? Uh, huge divisional game, you know, really, really going to – if the t Alouettes win, they got a four-point lead on the Cats mm – -hmm. uh, Opposite way, it's you know it's tied it's tied in the standings. What are they worried about with the I Cats? I don't know. You, you have to tell me because usually it's you know the tie Cats. You got to worry about the quarterback play or getting to the quarterback. They have what, ten sacks this year. Their sack numbers are down. Their run games down. Uh, this is not tie Cats that I'm used to to watching. Uh, but I think uh, it's probably the offense. I I think uh, Dane Evans. I've always liked him. I, I feel that he's kind of had a little bit of a roller coaster uh, season so far. I'm sure everybody in Hamilton agrees. But uh, it's probably the, the, the battle between the receivers and the DBs. The Owls, the DBs, they've been caught in pass interferences. They've been caught leaving guys open. So that might be something to keep an eye on. One last quick one here. I know uh, a little bumpy last week with Chandler Worley, but two uh, return games that have been outstanding for, for the most part this season and the Cats and the Alouettes. Do you think that'll play a difference in who wins that battle tonight? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the special teams for the Owls have kept them in games because Chandler Worthy has been outstanding. And it was just one of those games. And, and, and I think that's what the Owls special teams coordinator, Byron Archambault, kind of said, we trust him. We're going to stay with him. Don't, we're not going to make any drastic changes. So uh, the special teams game has been very solid. Their kicking game has been good, their punting game, their punt coverage, and their return game. Their return game last game did not step up, but the offense did, so they were fine. We have been speaking with the enemy as presented by Red Tag. He is Sean Campbell from TSN Montreal 690. Have a great call tonight. Uh, thank you very much. Up next, Tiger Cats Wall of Fame safety Rob Hitchcock is on deck. You are listening to the Journey Rewards Tiger Cats pregame on the Tiger Cats Audio Network.